Robots Radio presents Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. Hey, I can look at myself naked. Are you stoned or something? They tried stoning me, my dear. It did not work. He likes to create his own sauce. Well, did you sleep with a man who also slept with mom and grandma Catherine? What? You slept with dad? All right. Which one of you sardines called this meat? Whatever, Major Loser. Let the party begin! Hello, and welcome to Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. The virus that you don't want, but that infects you anyway, and it's kind of fun for a little bit. That's Chad Echowitz. And that's Simone LaRue. I am really enjoying your intros that have, like, this really movie-specific theme. It's really enjoyable. No planning. That's That makes it even better, because it's just off the cuff. Your improv skills have really increased over the years. You know, I think so. Yes, and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the basis of all hmm. improv as they'll teach you. Apparently, the only good improv school to go to is UCB. That's what everyone tells me. U- UC Berkeley? I have no idea. It's I don't know. I just hear it all the time from, like, um, listening to podcasts. They're always like, oh, yeah, I did I did a year of improv at UCB. Oh, I did a, a year two. That's where I learned the best year improv at UCB. So I don't know. It's just the three letters that I hear the most often associated with, uh, with improv. In my head, because you and I went to UCT, University of Cape Town, it just sounds like an off-brand mm. University of Cape Town. <laughs> like, <laughs> University of Cape... <laughs> Brand? <laughs> Uni- university of Cape Town. <laughs> like it's a Chinese university. Yeah, yeah, it's a chi- it's a Chinese knockoff of it that you Cape Town. Cape Town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Simone. So, talking of cheap knockoffs, how and what are we doing this week? We're doing one of my favorite genres of horror movie this week, which is zombie movies, but zombie movies where they didn't try that hard. They were like, "Hey, they're undead." Let's make a thing out of it. Yeah. (laughs) So we're doing Zombie Diaries from 2005-2006, depending Mm -hmm. on which source you look at. Thankfully, you and I did convene, and we both did the (laughs) same one. But for our listeners, our uh, our level of convening was literally five minutes before we started the podcast. (laughs) It wasn't sort of the Sunday afterwards where we had decided the movies, and it was like, all right, so it's this one from 2006. Mm. It was literally moments before recording so like hey you saw the same plot <laughs> i did right yeah yeah okay cool we can record an episode today <laughs> well otherwise i was gonna be like okay we'll both talk about the ones we watched look it would have been a really interesting alternative <laughs> and we would have taught each other a lot but it is also incredibly on brand of us to just fly by the seat of our pants we never plan anything guys we we know it's like cute to say we don't plan anything and it's like endearing because it's like oh look at these millennials just doing their thing no we do not plan anything it is amazing that we have gone on this podcast for like a year and a half we're recording half an hour later today because i was like oh i'm actually out day drinking and i need a snack before (laughs) (laughs) like that's where we are as a podcast oh that's so good who were you day drinking with it was like one of those things like we met up with some friends and then we're like oh we should also just go here and then after that we're like well we're close to this other place so we should just go there and then 
Uh, it was lovely. Oh, that's really nice. Is it still like a sunny day out? Was it like nice? Yeah, it was beautiful weather. It was like 26 degrees. It was crisp. It was great. Oh, that's so lovely. Oh, what an exciting day. And then you get to continue to drink now, which is always so very yeah. exciting. Keep that train going. <laughs> choo choo. Uh, what are what what other, is the other movie that we're doing this week? We. <laughs> So last week, we would have played one of our old episodes uh, from when we were still It's Not That Bad. It was Return of the Living Dead 5, Necropolis? 4. 4, sorry. 4, four was Necropolis. Necropolis. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite bad zombie movies of all time. And <laughs> little known facts, because why would you look up facts about that movie? But directly after they filmed that movie, they filmed another one, the sequel to Necropolis, called Return of the Living Dead 5, Rave to the Grave, and we finally watched it. I am so glad that I watched this film. You have no idea. I don't know. Like, it, this is the final one in the Return to the mm. Living Dead series, isn't it? So it's just like, it's <laughs> such a great way to conclude it, and I think it's brilliant. Um, but talking about the episode that we played last week, I suspect that you have no idea what episode it was no. or anything about it from the old podcast because it was so long ago. So long ago. Take us. Take a wild stab at a guess of what episode it was in terms of, like, numbering. It would have been October... Uh-huh. 15. Were they close? Wow. Okay. Seven. No. We seven. We were babies. We were podcasting infants. This That would have been the seventh week that we would have done this. That's cute. How crazy is that? Less than, less than two months of podcasting and we did that movie. Any idea of what the other movie was that we did that week? I'll give you a clue. It is a horror movie as well, and it inspired me to suggest that we would wear this type of outfit if we ever did live shows. Okay, okay, okay. The outfits that you suggested when we do live shows, to me, include exclusively velour, like tracksuits. <laughs> Yes, yes, you're on the right track. Excellent work. Good detective. And it was knowledge. a horror movie. Yeah or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I t- just tell me. Just tell me. I'm gonna be thrilled. House of Wax. Oh my god, that was a time. Right. I know. How much fun was that? Oh my goodness. I'm so glad that we got to share it with our new audience. Like that's so exciting. Mm. Oh god, House of Wax. That was that was a fun House of Wax. Terrible. Chad Michael Murray was in it. Je- no, uh, is it Jensen Eccles or the other one? I can't remember. Uh no, Jared Padalecki was in it. Jared Padalecki. Yeah. Medically it made no sense. Physics wise it made no sense. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it was oh, And I man. know our listeners will have just heard it the week before, but for mm. us like guys, remember we watched it a long time ago. I was living in a different apartment to the one I live in now. Same. Same. It's insane how long... I was listening... Like, I had to check which episode it was, so I was, like, listening back to it, and, like, the audio quality, it is so echoey from my side. It sounds like I was recording in, like, a stadium without any human beings in it. (laughs) It was insane. That's so cute! (laughs) Look at us! I know. We've come a long way. We have a network now. We're getting paid. We've got advertising. It's nuts. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit, but hey, yeah. hey it's better than nothing. <laughs> better than not getting paid, which is pretty uh, pretty swell. And uh, talking talking of uh, swell, what are you drinking this week? I'm having a classic wine, I think, for myself. 
Uh, it is a red wine. Mm-hmm. It is the Namaqua Pinotage. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes, a fan favorite. It is a bottom shelf wine. Okay. But surprisingly good and very cheap. I bought it because I was making pizza sauce last night for pizza. And I only really need a splash for the sauce, but, you know, mm-hmm. the rest is there, so... <laughs> Kill two birds, one stone. So, why not? What's your favorite pizza topping, Chad? Like, what, like, your go-to pizza that you order or make? Okay, so it's usually when I when I go out, it's uh, it's usually like a Mexican uh-huh. pizza. So it'll be Ooh. meatballs, peppers, a little bit of you know spicy yeah. spiciness to it, a little bit of onion. Uh, yeah, but it's I, I love a good stuffed Ooh. crust as well. Uh, and this country has the world's best garlic and Ooh. herb sauces at their pizza joints. So yeah. it makes a huge difference that sauce with the stuffed crust. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a dream! How about you, Simone? It's going to be vegetarian obviously obviously it's vegetarian and it depends like so if i'm making it like if i'm making the pizza from scratch it's a blue cheese pizza mm-hmm. blue cheese on pizza Ooh. is <gasps> the best Magical. topping you'll never convince me otherwise a good yeah, blue cheese mm. what a winner Mm-mm-mm. that's unbelievable but if i'm ordering pizza there's a pizza delivery company here where like you can choose three toppings they have a special mm-hmm. and then my favorite <laughs> combination is i'll get a margarita pizza with basil pesto mm-hmm. jalapenos spicy Ooh. and feta <gasps> that sounds so magical oh how it's lovely like flavorful and spicy and cheesy and if i can i'll get extra mozzarella as well to balance out mm-hmm. the chili even more and oh, mm-hmm. guys oh that does sound like a magical ingredient guys like take that down that is like a, a good suggestion. Y- for you can pizza. have that for free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. Uh, oh, what did I want to say to you? I wanted to ask you something about your pizza choices and then it just like completely went. Oh, mm. that's what it was. Do you remember when we used to make nacho pizzas? Nacho pizza. That yes. Was such you a make dream. chili, vegetarian chili in my mm-hmm. case. You put that on the pizza dough, you put cheese on top, you put nachos on top and you bake it and you've got crispy nachos and chili and cheese and pizza d- underneath it's unbelievable i when i first went over to simone's and she said oh we're making nacho pizzas i was like you're a monster this is where icarus has flown too close to the sun and then i had some and i realized that Mm -hmm. she's actually a a fucking genius put some guac on there put some sour cream on there or plain yogurt if you don't want sour cream if you want a healthier version i always use plain yogurt Mm -hmm. on my nachos and related mexican foods um delightful Mm -hmm. yeah no it was it was it surpasses excellence it's unbelievable Mm. So, yes, no, thank you for bringing that into our lives. And hopefully we can bring that to our our whole audience. They will appreciate the shit out of that. I mean, who wouldn't? I have literally spent, like, basically every day since I was 20, not every day, but every year since I was 20, like, honing my (laughs) pizza-making skills. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I make an amazing Mm -hmm. pizza And it shows. (laughs) Maybe you should start, like, your own YouTube channel of just pizza cooking. (laughs) I'd watch that. Um, pizza cooking is so controversial, though. Like, I'd start that, and someone would be like, oh, that's not how I would make my dough. Oh, that's not how I would make my sauce. Like, fuck off. It's like dough and sauce and cheese. Like, it's going to be delicious. <laughs> exactly. It's a good combination no matter what. It's like I've always yeah. said, you've never had... I, I, I'm, I'm starting to believe this less and less as time goes by, but you, the same way as you never have bad sex, you never have bad pizza. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. These are the rules. The only of time I had bad pizza was I was like, oh, I'm not going to get my usual pizza order. Uh, Rudy did this too, and it was a mistake. So I got blue cheese, but like from the cheap mm-hmm. pizza place I order delivery Ooh. pizza from. Mistakes. 
I mean, I ate it, but... I can't imagine it would be good. Sad. That's not the blue cheese as in, like, mm-hmm. blue cheese no. that's been cultivated to be, to be blue cheese. That's blue cheese that, like, mm. they had some mature cheddar and it's just gone off and it's in the back of the fridge. Mm-mm. Yeah. If you're going to get blue cheese on a pizza, which obviously I always recommend, just make sure you're in control of the quality of that blue cheese. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Another brilliant tip from Simone there on blue cheese. Uh, Well, Simone, now that we've done and we've spoken for about six minutes on pizza, which is what this podcast is now about, and I'm about that lifestyle, Mm. we're going to change it mid-season. I am going to go first because I am drinking a vodka Sprite. Ooh! So that comes in at a cool 37.5%. And I'm calling it the White Devil because it's just pure, clear liquid and you don't know what's coming. <laughs> just like white people. I love a vodka Sprite. It's delicious, right? And, you know, it's Sprite and it tastes vaguely alcoholic. It gets you where you're going. Yeah. Um, I, It's a very white girl drink. Yeah, yeah, which is very on brand for me as well. But it's the perfect vehicle to yeah. just get <laughs> alcohol into your system, like you said. It just delivers what you need. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm Bob. And I'm Brad. We're lifelong friends. And the hosts of the Film and Whiskey podcast. This is the show where each week we review a classic movie and a glass of whiskey. That's right. Every week we go in-depth on a well-known movie while sampling the best from the world of scotch, bourbon, and more. Because nothing goes better with strong opinion than equally strong liquor. Bob's a movie nerd. Brad's an average Joe. But together, we give fresh insights and hot takes on the world of movies and spirits. So check out the Film and Whiskey Podcast. Part of the Robots Radio Network. Well, I didn't write a synopsis for this one because there is no plot. Let's no, be fair. Why would you? So I'm just going to mention some names of some actors uh, so that they get their due, due diligence. Um, to be honest, I looked up on Rotten Tomatoes if I could find the score, and I could not. Um, I, I searched, and the only film they yeah, have on is, like, 2011, so it was a no-go. Um, yeah. So in this movie, you have Scott Ansil, uh, Ansley, who, Ainsley, who plays Sergeant Jim McClough. You've got Toby Brett Bowman, who plays Corporal Jez Nicholson. Victoria Summer, who plays Leanne. Juliet Foster, who plays Sharon Buckley. And Vicky Blades, who plays Vanessa. Everyone else does not matter. Like, not another person matters. Yeah, don't even worry about it. So, in this movie, it is basically a found footage film of a zombie apocalypse. Basically, the zombie apocalypse breaks out, and uh, the UK is hit specifically and particularly badly. Uh, The film opens with this normal family in some rural village, just enjoying their kid's sort of eighth birthday or whatever. They hear a noise outside, and hey, presto, it's zombies, and shit goes wrong. We cut to a base of a army thing, and it's like the army reserve men. So these aren't actual soldiers, they're just kind of guys who do it on the side. Uh, it's found footage, so it's a guy carrying a camera the whole time as they go through the UK trying to get to the, the shores. Because apparently the one uh, sergeant has received a message that says if they head away, f- uh, head to a specific point on the coastline, they can then board a ship to safety. So they have to do that in a, sp- in a space of two days, otherwise they're not going to get there in time and the ships will leave without them. They travel through this town, they meet evil bandits who are horrible, horrible people. They get shot at by zo- by, by people, they tro- get eaten by zombies and all types of shit happens and whatever. It leaves one guy left alive, he arrives at the shore and he finds out that there are no ships there. He meets a lovely German com- couple who say that they were travelling from Germany to 
the UK because they were told that it was safe here in the UK. And so everyone realized that it's a big lie and they kind of just try and survive. And that's how the movie pretty much as it ends. We also find out that that general is also a little bit of a bad guy because previously as the outbreak started to happen, he was just shooting people because that's what the government told him to do. So it's fine. And that's the end. (laughs) I mean, it's really a tough one. Yeah, what's your cliffhanger? This was equally tough, but I'm going to go with the initial conversation um, and the opening of the movie between the family. And? Oh, what? Because it is so filled with immediate contradictions. Because, like, yeah, so so it's literally just a case of, like, oh, don't go outside, there could be bad things, they told us to stay inside. I'm gonna go outside now. And it's just like, what? And leave the door wide open. They're so dumb. It is unbelievable how dumb they are. Shocking. Shocking. Thoughts. Feelings. <sighs> okay. I had a lot of feelings. Okay. <laughs> I love a found footage film. Mm. Yes. Like, Cloverfield, fantastic. Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. fantastic. Love it. I think it's a very mm-hmm. difficult medium to work with. And we recently did it. What was the German movie we did it for? <laughs> well, we did it for a German movie. <laughs> In our last podcast. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The the, the haunting or something. Um, yeah. Fuck, what was it called? That's so irritating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly which story. Yeah. The German German castle movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. That's so annoying. That was last October. That was last yeah, Halloween. It's fine. But we've done found footage films. We like a found footage film. It's a very specific medium. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie was like, oh, we'll do found footage because people like found footage, Mm -hmm. but didn't really embrace the medium. Mm -hmm. And we know this because they're showing us, like, (laughs) three different plot lines. Yeah. And you can't do that with found footage. No. You get one plot line. You get one specific (laughs) point of view. Yeah. um, And you have to work around, like, would someone actually film this? Would this be interesting for someone to film? Yeah. You know, 
if some an intense moment is happening, would someone actually stand and film this? Like, yeah. and no one thought about that. Like, they were just like, oh, yeah, this dude's still filming. But, like, realistically, no one would. And, like, the whole thing about found footage is, like, there are gaps in it because, you mm-hmm. know, the character who's usually filming is busy doing something really intense or is, like, handling something. And that's what makes it amazing yeah. is, like, like with the Blair Witch Projects, like with Cloverfield. Like, mm-hmm. you don't see the main creature for so long because the person's, like, what the fuck and they're turning the camera away yeah and that's amazing it's so intense and they didn't do Mm. that with zombie diaries like the times that people were filming made no sense the times that people were like going after the action made no sense and it was very frustrating yeah no you're so right there were a couple scenes where i'm just like you're a sergeant why aren't you firing a gun why are you just capturing this on film that's insane Yeah. yeah none of this makes sense yeah, yeah, I was I was incredibly irritated by that. Although, can I just maybe postulate something to you that would make you reasonably happy? <laughs> this is how World War Z should have been done. I agree, actually. Not exactly like this, better, but yes, I feel like this is a yeah. good medium for uh, for World War Z. World War Z would have been great as found footage. Like I've, I've always said, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know I feel a lot of rage about World War Z, <laughs> how dare you bring it up. I've always said World War Z should be a documentary <laughs> style movie or miniseries with yes. like interviews interspersed yes. with found, found footage. footage. Yes. That would be ideal. Yes. Absolutely. Netflix, come on. Disney Plus. Come on. Come on. Even Peacock, fuck it. We'll go Amazon. NBC. Yeah. We will we will write this for you because it will be so good as a miniseries. Holy shit, guys. Yes. But yeah, I think that was the main problem with it. It was just unbelievable from the beginning to the finish. Yeah. It was just like, why would you be holding a camera like this? This is insane. Yeah. Um, you know, and and there just there was no gravitas to it to like, no. what, like you said, why would you be filming this? Like, why would you be filming this? This is so boring. Yeah. There was just no drama to it, and it was just yeah, like you never felt anything for the character. Okay, that's a lie. I felt something for that one woman as she was as she was m- murdered. But apart from that, and I mean that was a fucking rape. intense scene. And yeah, rape. That I was didn't horrible. Wanna... That was the only scene that I felt something, and the whole time I was like, oh, this didn't need to be done this way. No, it was visceral and horrible. It was awful to watch. Yeah, like it just made you feel sick. And I mean, it should. It should make yeah. you feel sick, but fuck, it was awful. I don't know, because it also really drives home, like, man is the worst monster of them all. Um, <laughs> because, like, you have the same gang of dudes, like, one of them's, like, raping a zombie at some point. Um, mm, mm. Oh, it's gross. It's it's really yucky. It's really gross. I know, like, you know, zombies are dead, and, like, you don't have to, like, worry about them, but, oh, But even so, that shouldn't be an excuse. Mm, it's... Like, just don't rape things. Fuck. Like, just don't do for it. For a movie that's like, oh, we're gonna show you everything, it's not, like, there's no real message behind it. Like, there's no, like, I think movies no. really show their messaging through what they show and also what they don't show. And this movie was like, oh, mm-hmm. we're gonna be explicit. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, like, be hardcore and edgy. And you're like, I actually don't want to see this. Like, if it had just been the camera trained no. on all the people chained up upstairs and you just heard screams, like, down below, like, I think that would have been a lot more mm-hmm. poignant than, like, what they did yeah. show. So, I don't know. I, I, I think the yeah. director is maybe a little bit young and amateur and, like, <sighs> the producers mm. were maybe like, oh, we want a great also, zombie movie. Yeah. Um, 
But it was gross. Yeah. yeah, it also, like you said, like, not showing it on camera also leaves a lot more to the imagination, which mm. quite often is worse for the individual. Yeah. I mean, that's why horror films do that. That's why they don't show the movie right until the end or whatever, uh, the, the monster right until the end. Because whatever you're concocting in your mind is way scarier yeah. than whatever they can show you. It's just a fact. That's how your brain works, and that's how you work, and it's there's, like, a lot of psychology behind it. And then they yeah. kind of just showed everything from, like, beginning to end, and it's meh at best. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything that you did particularly enjoy about it? I always enjoy a bleak ending. I really, you know, I like the concept of the idea that Mm -hmm. these guys are trying to get to this port so that they can catch a ship out before, basically, they nuke the whole of the UK, and then the dude's on the beach, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) they realize that like a bunch of people from Rotterdam which is where they thought that they were evacuating to are from are there on the beach like oh hey we heard mm-hmm. the UK was safe and you realize nowhere is safe like that's the end of the world like that was a really cool concept mm-hmm. it wasn't done that well though yeah. yeah yeah no because it was really like quiet and you didn't really yeah like you had to really think about it like yeah. and be like wait what are they saying oh right okay shit fuck, everything's a mess. I really, Mm. going off of that as well, I really enjoyed the fact that that lady was pregnant just because, like, it really explores, like, oh, my God, what do you do in sort of a zombie apocalypse? Like, you know, bringing the first life into this world after after something so horrible, like, what's going to happen? Yeah, like, I thought that was really, really interesting and it's a really good concept as well. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed the fact that the gunshots sounded more realistic than them in most films that was pretty cool i really enjoyed that that it was like it was it they made it seem a lot more realistic which is perfect for found footage that's what you want yeah so yeah it was it was yeah there were a couple good bits no definitely i mean it's all these dudes who are in the army reserves they're not soldiers they're not you know super well trained they know how to shoot a gun they know basic like tactical maneuvers um and now their job is to get to the coast and they just have to make that work Mm. and i think the actors did an amazing job at that actually (laughs) and the gunfire was awkward Mm. it wasn't like this like super cool like yeah uk we know how to train our armies like it was like dudes who kind of know how to shoot a gun like (laughs) trying to get through it yeah which i liked i always appreciate something that's kind of realistic like that but (sighs) they didn't embrace the medium no they really 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 didn't um, which is such a shame because it could have it could have been really cool. It could have been like World War Z. I did enjoy that scene right at the end where the guy ends up on the coast and he's like yeah. so yeah, to the fires and he's like freaking out because he's like they should be here and like they're not there yeah. and he's like they need to see that the fires are bigger. That was very cool. I enjoyed that. So I mean, do you think there's anything that could have saved it? Is there any like specific scene that might have been able to <sighs> save this? I think. Like I said, like, when you're doing found footage, you have to lean into it. I appreciate that there were, like, interspersed scenes where they're showing that these dudes had to round up people and kill them, and that's why people didn't like Mm -hmm. the British army. But it actually wasn't that relevant to the plot, and Mm. it was awkward. It was weird. It was like, oh, you're trying to show me scenes, but, like, realistically, these scenes actually can't be interspersed in this footage. And it was just, it was purely for shock value. So at the end of it, you had the reveal. You were like, oh my God, it's the guys from the whole time. If they'd built it into dialogue better, or if they'd encountered a character Mm. better who'd been like, well, you guys are horrible people because, like, you basically committed genocide or whatever. Like, that Mm. would have been much more effective and a much better use of Mm -hmm. the medium. (laughs) 
<laughs> then like, oh, here are random scenes. And then at the very end, they just like fucking give up and show like a third person view of the dude walking down the beach. Yeah, yeah. Just completely like, okay, we're just going to shut off this medium now and just do a normal film. Yeah, for, like, the last and it's like, minutes. well, then what's the fucking point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, why exactly. am I here? Exactly. It was the same problem because like, I don't know if you've seen any of the rec films, REC. I, I feel like it's something I've always meant to click Spanish. on. Spanish. Okay. It's very, very good. If you if you get the chance to watch them, like, one and two are found footage, and it's all the same thing, okay. like, zombie apocalypse, excellent work. Number three, halfway through, they switch to, like, oh, a normal off. movie, and it's just like, what's the point, then? Don't add this very cool and interesting yeah. way of filming, and then just go, nah, no more. We're just going to leave it because we're too lazy. No, you have to lean into the medium. You yeah. have to accept that it has some, like, limitations in terms of storytelling and you have mm-hmm. to work with those you know what was a great found footage film was creep creep one and creep two guys oh guys oh oh creep my is god outstanding creep one and two. Oh, i cannot get enough of those movies so good <sighs> so good so so good i'm just i'm still i'm still waiting for creep three because like there are indications oh man you yeah. can only hope flip now that That's is a good, good found footage. And it works with the medium. It works with the fact that the narrator can't really say a lot. It works with the fact that, like, you can't see everything. You can't understand everything. You just have mm-hmm. to go with the context clues. Like, and that makes it really mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think that's why the, the the sequel to Blair Witch Project didn't do as well because it wasn't found footage? And, like, that's why people loved Blair Maybe. Witch? Maybe. Because Blair Witch, like, if you'd had it third person, it wouldn't have done well at all. <laughs> no. it, it That yeah. would have been a really average film. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of theories about Blair Witch yeah. and I'm not getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> that's for your spinoff podcast, the, the Blair Witching Hour. With the Blair Witch Rue. Project Project. <laughs> I like it. It's like High School Musical, the musical. Exactly. Well, yeah, I've got no scene that could have saved it. Just like you yeah. said, lean Use in. Because better. this movie was just like, yeah. it was just lazy. It just felt lazy. And I, like way. I said, I really appreciate the concept of like in a zombie apocalypse, like humans are actually still the most dangerous thing that you can encounter compared to zombies. Like, I think a lot of mm. zombie movies cover that though. So it's not exactly a unique idea. Yeah. And maybe we don't need a rape to illustrate that, but that's just me. I, I, I kind of, maybe I'm just being naive here, but I don't feel like as soon as the zombie apocalypse breaks out or any apocalypse breaks out, there's going to be guys out there being like, yes, it's rape time. Let's <laughs> exactly. go. Whoop, it's rape like, o'clock. <laughs> yeah, the world is ending. Get better, better go force myself on women. Like, that's not just like a thing. Like, most men aren't just like standing around being like, I would rape, but only if everything was complete anarchy. Yeah. Like, maybe we're being naive, but I feel like that's the thing. Yeah. But I think most of the people who are likely to survive in a zombie apocalypse, and this may be me being controversial, are going to be the dudes who are like, women, you know, have something to offer to a team, not... They're not vaginas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the sooner we embrace the women on our team and let them help us and support them, you know, the more likely we are to survive. But that's just my two cents. I don't know. You audience listeners, yeah. you tell us. Are we are we incredibly naive and we're just yeah. like thinking, you know, please write into us if you're one of those guys who would be like, Yes, I would actually because then we will call <laughs> the police on you. You know what? The zombie apocalypse breaks out i am going to go to town it's it's one of my one of the jokes that i always remember from family guy is like uh this is advanced physics right ah i have a right to defend myself as 
the woman. No means no! Ah, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm sorry. I just came from that orientation seminar about college dating. Hi, I'm Kelly McGillis, and I'm here to talk to you about rape. Ladies, look to your left. Now look to your right. Statistics indicate that both of those men will rape you. I'm not gonna rape you. I might. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of the same horrible concept here. It's horrible because being a woman is the worst. It can't be easy. Jesus Christ, it, it must be awful. terrifying. <laughs> it must be genuinely terrifying to even walk out your door. I don't know how you do it on a day-to-day -day basis. I take Krav Maga. Yeah, and have a gun license. <laughs> Christ, guys. <laughs> is, how is this the society we're living in? How? How is this a thing? Unbelievable. <sighs> <sighs> anyway, would you watch this again? No. Absolutely not. Not a chance. I love zombie movies. I really love a good zombie movie. I love I the whole concept of it. Movie. I love a dystopian society. I will watch all the Resident Evil movies. This just didn't tick any of the boxes. It wasn't like, oh, you know, the folly of man. It wasn't like, oh, cool fighting. It wasn't a reflection on society. It was nothing. It was just like, oh, maybe men are the worst. And I'm like, I already know. Yeah, we all know that. And like, even the <laughs> The zombies weren't cool they were kind of just there yeah they're not that scary they walk so slowly and they're like oh i'm being overpowered it's like they are walking at one kilometer an hour my guy yeah and like you don't even see any cool deaths like at least in rave to the grave which we will discuss in mere moments yes. like there were some badass deaths like there was nothing in this i agree completely so, look, we've put this one to bed, we've closed the zombie diaries, and we can just leave Goodbye. it where it's supposed to be, in the annals of history. Thank you very much, zombie diaries. <laughs> hey, Simone, you're a huge nerd, aren't you? I guess I am. I'd like to think so. So, what if I told you there was a place, right? Now, mm -hmm. just expand your mind. Now, okay. we're in the 21st century, things are crazy, mm -hmm. there's this magical thing called the internet, right? Oh! What if I told you there's a place on this magical web, this world wide web, <laughs> where you can get all the things you love about the nerdy pop culture stuff that you enjoy the most in sort of a box. One could call it a crate, even. Oh! Uh, and all you have to do is, ex in exchange for money, uh, you give them the money and they send you a box of all your favourite pop culture stuff every month. What would you say to that? You mean that I don't have to go and shop for individual memorabilia items and waste my whole weekend? Not at all. They will do this for you. This company, this magical place that creates this crate of loot, a loot crate even, <laughs> uh, will package all the items for you and send them to your door in exchange for money. How magical is that? That sounds too magical. And what if I added to the deal? What if I were a proper salesman and I said to you, if you entered a special code, you could get 15% off on any of these loot crates that you so wished. Well, I'd have to know what this code is. Right? So this is not just for you. This is not just a secret between you and me. This is for our listeners as well. If you go to Loot Crate following the link in all of our show notes on any episode and type in the code ROBOTSRADIO, you'll get 15% off any of your purchases. 50% off all your Loot Crates. All you have to do is go to the code in our show notes, enter the code ROBOTSRADIO, and you'll get that 15% off. That sounds amazing. Guys, why don't you click that link right now so that they know we sent you. So guys, go to that link, enter that code. Thank you. Goodbye. We love you. Bye. <laughs> all right. Now, Simone, the moment we've all been waiting for, Return of the Living Dead, rave to the grave, no tomato meter, audience score of 17%. Chad, I never thought I'd say the words Necropolis was a better movie, but here I am. Ooh. But isn't Ooh. it? Is it?
Is we'll it? discuss. I don't know. We will discuss, but first, your synopsis. I also didn't write a synopsis, <laughs> because to say that there's a plot is really... It's generous. Okay, guys. Rave to the grave, as you know, <laughs> is... <laughs> <laughs> as direct sequel to Return of the Living Dead for Necropolis. We meet characters that we remember, like Uncle Charles, paid by, played by Peter Coyote. Coyote. Yep. He is a scientist that work in a, worked in the top-secret American lab <laughs> government organization that accidentally created the zombie virus in Necropolis. He has not learned his lesson. He's still trying to sell off a bunch of this chemical to gangs. This is a Russian yeah. I believe that he's trying to sell it to does not work in his favor. He dies horribly. Cody, who survived the first movie, played by Corey Hardricht, is in college now. He's yeah. got a beautiful girlfriend, Becky, played by Amy Lynn Chadwick, who is going to have sex with him at some point, maybe. He goes to clean out his uncle's house. He realizes that his uncle has moved <laughs> one of the huge barrels of chemical waste that makes zombies. Uh, and he's like, oh, I wonder what happened there. But he doesn't really think about it too much. He finds the other two barrels. He and all of his friends, including... Oh, God. Oh, no, sorry. Cody, played by Carter Hardrick, is a science friend. Uh, The guy I'm talking about is Julian Garrison, played by John Keith. uh, And his also friend, Jenny, played by also Jenny Mullen. All of them decide, you know what? The best thing that we can do with these chemicals is make rave drugs. Because Becky's brother, who organizes raves on the regular, (laughs) decides to try it. And he has a great trip. So they make a bunch of drugs. They start selling them out. It does not work out well because these drugs, it turns out, make zombies. But they don't realize that straight away. So they try to organize a huge rave. The rave does not go well because there are a bunch of zombies. There are two Russian gangster guys, including Gino, played by Soren Kokis, and Artie, played by George <laughs> You're doing your best. I'm proud of you. Uh... <laughs> I, I'm just guessing the names based off of the IMDb cast list. Uh, these two Russian gangsters are busy trying to help them neutralize the problem and shoot a bunch of zombie people. The zombies run through campus. They run through the rave. People <laughs> die. They have to shoot other people. Becky and Julian uh, uh, survive. Cody, I think, survives. It's very hard and very emotional. There's a whole rave with zombies and people being shot. Uh, the end. It's... Uh... What is your clip having out? There are so many, but I need to know which one. <laughs> so bad. There are so many things. I think it's gotta be this this one. Hey, you guys feel anything yet? Mm. No. You don't think that grease bag ripped us off, do you? He better not have, because I swear to God I will. Ah! Oh! <laughs> oh, what? You're gonna fart on him? <laughs> <coughs> oh. <coughs> you guys all right? Which is the scene where Becky's brother decides that he's going to just try it on his own uh, and doesn't feel any side effects. (laughs) Like, this movie perfectly sort of 
explains teenage sort of exploration at university and just the fact that you do so many dumb things and let's be honest like if 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 this drug z had come out at our university and we would have had zombies because that's what universities are about. Yeah, like we wouldn't have personally tried it because we were huge no, pirates. No, 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 no. But we would have gotten bit for sure. Would you reckon? Yeah, that's. Have I don't know if we've asked this question because we've been doing zombies for a while now. And uh, would you? Do you think you would survive an apocalypse? I need to get through the initial wave. You know, like I'm really worried that my friends would be like mm-hmm. acting weird and I'd be that dumb bitch. Like, oh, what's wrong? Can I help you? Like, come sit down. <laughs> and then I get bit. So. If if I survived that initial right, wave, right. I feel like I'd get through it. Like, I'd be like, okay, this is the situation. Like, someone's explained it to me. They're not my mm-hmm. friends anymore or whatever. But otherwise, mm-hmm. no, I'd die straight up. What do you think? You see, I've I've always, I, I've always like, tried to think of myself as someone who would uh-huh. survive by hiding. Uh, I'm very much yeah. the turtle type of person. Yeah. Just, like, sink into your own shell, mm-hmm. make sure you're safe kind of thing. So, like... At this house that I'm currently living in, um, there is an attic, and attic. I would... Attic? Attic? I hate that word. Yeah. Uh, I would just hide up in there. I would just take, yeah. like, a shit ton of, like, canned foods, and I would just hide up in there for, like, the longest time, uh, until, like, uh, things yeah. would calm down and everything, and there's only, like, 15 people left on the planet, and then I would come down, and I wouldn't mm. try and find people. I don't know what this incessant yeah. need is to find other people, but that is something I would not do. I would just J-chill. There is so much, like... TV that I need to catch up on that the end of the world would be perfect for. I would really only come out for snacks. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. Like, I don't need other people. Like, we're fine. Like, clearly this is the end of the human race, so that's cool. Why do I need to find another person? Just me, books, and my laptop, and I'm perfectly happy. Yeah. Gold. Yeah. So that's the only way I think I would survive if I had a good hiding yeah, place. That's fair. That's I think a very accurate. I think I feel like we're both being very fair on ourselves. Like we're not like, oh, I'd I'd yeah. go to the nearest gun store and I'd buy a gun and I'd <laughs> kick ass. Yeah, no, I'm not out there like kicking ass. Are you mad? But I feel that's like if killed. I encountered a group of rebels, they'd keep me because I know how to use a gun and I know really good basic first aid. Oh yeah, you're scrappy as hell. I would keep you. Yeah, like, I'm scrappy. I would definitely keep you. I'm on a small, team. but I'm angry. Yeah, and you make tiny little fists of anger look at those look at those (laughs) yeah you would be a good you would be a good asset on a team i I reckon also because you know this is what i've been training for my whole life with the men i'm attracted to is the broody angry (laughs) dude would fall in love with me so fast (laughs) yeah grizzled he's definitely wearing a cowboy hat yeah exactly like oh he's got like a buzz cut and a broken nose like oh i'd be in there so quick you you would be his concubine without (laughs) question You do what you gotta do to get through the zombie apocalypse, and I've I've gotta, like, bang a really broody, angry, muscly dude. Like, okay, I'll get through it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well. For Maharam, oh, well, what can you do? Oh, no. no. I've gotta have sex with a dude I'm very attracted to. That's problematic. Oh, no. Oh, what are we gonna do? I loved this movie way more than Necropolis. No! And I'll give you three reasons why. Tell me. I'll give you three reasons. The Russian guys were funny as They're perfect, shit. yeah. They're amazing. Except for that problematic t- scene where they steal the costumes off of those two questionably young girls. That was problematic. But apart from that, 
excellent. The fact that that weird super zombie was hitching a ride, <laughs> that's fucking brilliant. That's funny. It's it's brilliant. It's it's comedy gold. And thirdly, but not leastly, the guy actually says the words rave to the grave. And that's all I need. Several times. Is the name. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so so <laughs> perfect movie. Perfect movie. Now your arguments. Why is Necropolis better than this? <laughs> Necropolis. Okay. First of all, I feel like Rave to the Grave is has a very slasher formula where you feel like all the people in it kind of deserve to die. Because they're kind of dumb, <laughs> yeah. right? They're like, oh, we'll make drugs yeah. out of this and give that to everyone. Like, what could go wrong? And you're like, so oh, many definitely. things could go wrong. Um, and then they're like, you know, yeah, let's slasher material. You're like, okay, these are all dumb teams. They deserve to die. Mm. In Necropolis, like, it's just their friend gets taken away by the ambulance and doesn't show up at the hospital. And they're like, oh, my God, we've got to rescue our friend. And they do a weird montage where they like, come up with gadgets to save their friend. And they're I so shit. I forgot about that so badly. Oh, my God. But they just want to save their friend. And that's why they're in the lab. And that's why, you know, <sighs> the whole thing happens. Necropolis also just has better lines. There are just, there's just gold. It's the security guard telling the hot girl that she has a nice pooper. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that line as well. There's, yeah. there's. Oh, Becky, Becky, do you know what I want to do to you? I'm gonna eat your fucking brains. Excellent line. There's, um, the main dude find Julian finding out that his parents are both like super super zombies. robot zombies. Super like, robot zombies. Oh, yeah. Dad, no. That's amazing. It's like a- the whole movie is just this weird buildup of crazy lines and like batshit crazy situations that is so fun this movie is just like oh now the zombie virus is spreading it's like hit up a girl and her boyfriend who are parked in a car and the drug dealer and now they're at a rave and the zombies are killing people but people are still like fuck off i will give you that a lot of it was just scenes that they threw together that were like Hmm. reasonably comedic like that bit where the zombie girl gives her boyfriend a blowjob and then bites off his penis that was purely like irrelevant the overall story but it was purely for the jokes and the same with the vegans like the vegan hippies and it was like oh don't eat meat and then they get turned into zombies and like yeah okay a lot of it was just sort of let's throw in scenes and create a movie I guess where Necropolis was beautiful in the fact that his parents were robot zombies Um, the fact that he's got no PTSD coming back into it yeah he has learned nothing from the first movie unbelievable work also, another thing that I... Th- this may be just personal to myself of why I loved Rave to the Grave more, but I think it, you, you said her name was Becky, uh, Julian's girlfriend, yeah. the super sexy scientist girl. Yeah. A woman in those dancer trousers that no one wears anymore. Oh, man. <gasps> the little cargo pants? Yeah, no one wears them anymore. Chad, you were going to be thrilled to hear that cargo pants are back <gasps> in now. It's like Christmas has come early. <laughs> I love those trousers so much i love a good cargo pant oh man it's just like the waistline the bagginess ah yes Uh so sexy it's very tomb raider yeah i love it i love it that's my vibe yeah so so you like a girl who can hold a lot of snacks exactly it's snacks and women that's all i need in my life (laughs) in that order ladies (laughs) yeah like like that horrible song during the montage of this movie when it was like i like my woman like i like my drugs first in a small package or something like that yes i forgot that song happened there was a lot of ska in this movie yes um and it really reminded me why ska has not grown as a genre no no it's awful (laughs) 
It's awful music for garbage people. Also, these raves are really random. They're not really raves, are they? They're more just like parties. No, the first rave was a house party yeah. where girls showed their tits. Yeah, exactly. And the second one was a bit more electro dance, but not really. They had graffiti on the stage background, Chad. I think you'll find that's basically a full rave. To be fair, I loved the planning montage where they were setting up for the for the <laughs> rave. That may have been my favorite thing of all time because it was like home decor. Just it was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it was better than the, the montage of Necropolis where they're, like, getting ready to break into the lab and they, like, put together a bunch of gadgets yes. that they never use. Yeah. Oh, these movies are so them. good. I haven't seen any of the rest. Have you seen any no, of the No, I haven't. Ones? Why would I need to? Nice. Well, we're going to watch God, them, I'm sure, for this podcast. We'll, we'll eventually get through all of the Return of the Living Dead. But yeah. Yeah. I... <sighs> What did you? What else did you enjoy about this movie? Is there anything that you could specifically point out about this movie that you enjoyed? I mean, look, I always love a good science doing scene, uh, with the yes, microscope that is a child's microscope and would not reveal anything to you if you were trying to do real science. <laughs> to the dude, never rate, <laughs> never name the experiment rats you shouldn't and also because so if you're doing a study then you get allocated a certain amount of Mm -hmm. animals to do that study on like it's not like the lab just has animals and then you're like oh i'll just use you for this like whatever like it's very ethics (laughs) testing on animals is horrible (laughs) testing on rats is horrible but at the moment that's how we test drugs and that's how we cure diseases for humans and like i know it's controversial i know that it's upsetting but that's just how the world is today But what happens with ethics approval? (laughs) Going on the tangent a little bit. But basically when you apply for ethics and when you're like, hey, I want to test this on rats, there's a very stringent process whereby you have to show that you're doing as little trauma to the rats as possible. Like they're in as little pain as possible. You're you're anesthetizing them wherever Mm -hmm. you can. You're making sure they're comfortable and fed and happy where you can. And you're only doing to them exactly what is outlined in the study. Like it's not like you just have spare rats lying around and you're like, oh, let me just like put this in their (laughs) drinking water. Like that's not how the world works, guys. No. So yeah, and it's also best not to name your rats. You'll get very attached to them. It's very sad. On UCT, upper um, UCT medical campus, where a lot of people experiment on rats. There's actually a support group for people who do that because it's very hard. It's really shit to experiment on rats. These rats are bred to be very docile and sweet, so it's hard to do things to them. But these are people who are trying to cure, like, heart disease and cancer and malaria and all kinds of stuff, guys. So that's the reality of it. Like, no one likes experimenting on rats. At least there's, like, support groups. I didn't know that. That's brilliant. the rat club. Oh. Because the thing is, like, as the experimenter you have to feed them personally yourself every day mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and because you're feeding them the rats are like excited to see you every day and they mm. uh, they recognize your footsteps and they recognize your smell and they're like happy to see you like and then you know you have to cut their hearts out or whatever that's so harsh it's horrible oh. i'm very happy like i never had to do any tests on rats i did tests on insects and i already felt horrible yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, you made me sad uh, in the fact that, like, <laughs> you, they, they recognize you and stuff, but you made me really happy yeah. to know that there's, like, a support group so that, you know, yeah. people do recognize that this is a horrible way of doing things. And yeah. and there's so much... No one wants to do it. The moment we find a more efficient way of doing it, like, yeah. we'll do that, guys. Like, no one likes doing experiments yeah, and, like, rats. the 
they're really like you said, like the ethics behind it is like incredibly stringent. It's not yeah. just like here's a rat, do whatever the hell you want on it. It's it's literally like so yeah, much paperwork no. and stuff. So so that's good at least. Okay, well, is that it's just got very serious very quickly. Like I mean, that's I that's what we do because let's be fair, these two movies yeah. are very non-existent they're just very so, vapid so we have yeah. to we have to fill a podcast with something so now we're doing ethics and um other stuff i guess experimentation yeah, animals. yeah. so so is there a scene that could have saved this for you no i don't think it needed saving to be honest with you i think this is a great film it's just super fun it it's is what it is the fact that more than anything it's the super zombie with his sign that says rave or bust I need nothing else. No. I just want to know his story. What's what's he up to? What's he doing in the next couple months? Let's find out. I'm sure he's going to a rave for some reason. It, like, <laughs> that's what he wants to do. He's already in the grave. He might as well rave. Exactly. It's not just rave to the grave. It's raving after the grave. There's just a non-stop rave mm. spectrum. Just pre and... Words to live by, Chad. Yeah. The pre and post rave grave. Grave rave. <laughs> Beautiful. We're all going to end up in a grave, you guys. How are you raving? Ooh. <laughs> Welcome to our new church, everyone. This is us. So, I guess, would you watch this again? No, what? I'd rather watch Necropolis again. No ways. I would watch the crap out of this again. It's just so funny. No, Necropolis is better. I never thought I'd say that <laughs> sentence. But Necropolis is wildly much more entertaining in a bad movie kind of way. Yeah, that is that is true. It, look, it is it is wildly entertaining for for so many reasons. It's like the the really slutty girl who actually has like a crazy IQ as well. That was just super funny. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a lot more thought that went into Necropolis than there was Rape yeah. to the Grave. But I still really enjoyed it, and I would watch the shit out of it there again. There were a lot of tits in Rape to the Grave. If you like really great boobs, <laughs> Chad can't say that because he's a gentleman. But I, as a woman, can say like there were some great boobs in Rape to the Grave and. If you like that, you can check that out. <laughs> or just, like, Google, like, everybody else. Yeah, I mean, guys, rule number one of the internet, if there's if, if it's on the internet, there's a porn version. Like, these are facts. Yeah. So There are great boobs everywhere, guys. <laughs> We've come up with so many good t-shirts for this episode. <laughs> there are great boobs everywhere. There are just great boobs everywhere. And just, yeah, but it's initialed first, so it's just G-B-E, <laughs> and then underneath it just says great boobs everywhere. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it. I I think that's a great message. It's a, it's a it's an encouraging message about Bozzy Potter. Guys, if you date a human woman, whatever gender you are, and you date a human woman mm-hmm. or someone who has boobs, and you fall in love with her, like her exactly. boobs will be the exactly. best boobs to you. It's it's a truth fact, and yeah, there's not much you can, more you can say about this. Like I was explaining to Samantha, but it was about butts because I'm more of a butt man than I am a boob man. Don't get me wrong, love boobs. But uh, definitely more of a butt of guy. And I said this to Samantha the other day. I said, you know, one of the greatest sure. things I ever learned was love is saying, I love your butt. I understand that there are other great butts out there, but yours is the butt that I want to mm. have. And that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Full Metal Jacket, where it's like, this is my rifle. There are many yeah. <laughs> jackets, but this one is mine. <laughs> this is my butt. There are many other butts like it, but this is the butt I get to play yeah. bongos on and bite sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This is the butt that yeah. I get to touch with consent. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Simone. I appreciate that. Namaste. Uh, thank you for, for all the wonderful uh, Return of the Living Dead that we've done under your <laughs> recommendations. You really do find the weirdest zombie films. You're I don't so know what welcome. you do in your spend time, in your spare I time, but I fucking ones. love it. <laughs> oh, Simone, so what are we going to do next week? 
I've got an idea, Chad. Thank God, because I have nothing. This is an episode we've been meaning to do for a while, Mm -hmm. which is back to superhero movies. Oh, cool. Excellent. We're going to do Green Lantern. Oh, no. (laughs) I was so excited, and then you ruined it. Got 26% of the Tomatometer. Oh, that's, uh, that is not great. Okay, so we'll do Green Lantern, and then I just want to check. Oh, good. Venom with Tom Hardy. What? Oh, Venom. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so Green Lantern and Venom. Like, I feel like I can back both of these movies. Like, I really liked Venom, actually. I really did, too. And I, I'm I'm willing to fight in Ryan Reynolds' yeah. corner, I guess. So I feel like this is going to be one of those ones where it's like, I would watch this again. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm very excited. So it's, it's, this is Superheroes 2, Electric yeah. Boogaloo. Superhero very exciting. Again. We've been doing oh, this podcast for a long time. It's crazy we, we haven't have. done Superheroes again sooner. To be fair, I think Superheroes was our first episode of this new podcast. I think it might be our most well-performing episode, too. Yeah, yeah. So here we go again. Here we go again. Round, round two. Right, so what is your optimistic thing for this week? Oh, God, this week, Chad, has been a week. You've had a tough week, Simone, I so had a week. I don't blame you. I've been sorting out visas. I'm traveling for work. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> but, guys, I'm excited to travel. I'm going to Kenya. I'm going to Mozambique for work. I get to eat delicious food. Uh, I love Ethiopian yes. food. Kenya shares a border with Ethiopia. I'm going to eat delicious Ethiopian food. I'm going to eat delicious Kenyan food. Apparently, they have a fish dish that is fantastic. I'm going to be in Mozambique. Um, I'm going to have everything peri-peri, and I'm going to have rum, and I'm excited. Yes. Mozambique is so beautiful. I I'm love excited, that. I've been yeah. there twice, and it My, is such a great country. The hotel I'm staying in is, like, close to the waterfront, mm. Um, mm. so I get to just stroll down and, like, look at the ocean and be in the moment. Oh, you're going to have the best time. I'm very jealous. Yeah. Very, very I'm jealous. I'm super stoked. That's so good. That's so amazing. Yeah. Oh, good on you. Good on yes. you. Thanks. What is your optimistic thing? So I have two. I have two this week. And as I've said that, one is just completely floated out my brain. Uh, as it is wont to do, apparently. So I'm just going to go for the one, which is the fact that Harvey Weinstein was found guilty this yes, week. Yes, bitch! <laughs> I, I know this, this, this episode is coming out in like two weeks' time. Yeah. But fucking yes. Yes. Excellent. Finally, a bit of justice, because I did not think, because he's a rich white dude, I did mm. not think it was going to go the way it did, no. and motherfucker got convicted. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy, and I'm so happy I about it. I hope he never sees the fucking light of day again. Yes. Amazing time. What a time to be alive. Fucking yes. Brilliant. Yes. Yes. Him walking into court with a fucking walker, acting like a frailed man. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. No one buys it. Yeah, that was purely for for to try and get people on his side to like see that he's oh. a frailed man. Oh, very irritating. We got Bill Cosby. We got Epstein. We got Weinstein. Fuck you guys. We're coming after you next. Whoever you yes. are. <laughs> <laughs> and there are many. <laughs> as as uh, as uh, Zombie Diaries has shown us, all men are disgusting. Men are so, disgusting. So, you know what? Watch your backs, <laughs> assholes. You know what? Just treat some women with fucking civility, you douches. Mm. Fuck me. And I know it's really no, easy. We're not just talking. Don't rape women. Yeah, just don't do it. And I know none of our podcast listeners would feel that way. And I'm like, um, well, actually, no. Yeah. I know you guys are the good guys because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't. Uh, but if there are any of you guys who do listen to this podcast, we are coming for you. Yes. 
Yes. Oh. Enough is enough. Yes. What an amazingly powerful way to end this episode. We'll leave it there. Simone, amazing. Where can the people find us? Where can they write to us? Where can they tell us all the great things? They can talk to us on Facebook or Instagram at Fresh Tomatoes Podcast. They can talk to us on Twitter at Fresh Tomatoes MP. They can hang out with us and watch full unedited versions of our podcast recordings on YouTube if they look up Fresh Tomatoes Movie Podcast. They can hang out with us on the Discord of Robots Radio. It's really fun, guys. We talk about all kinds of stuff. I share pictures of my cats. People share pictures of their cats. It's amazing. It is a wonderful, wonderful community that we have over there, um, and it's been great. We've literally just spent like the last couple of days speaking about uh, superhero, mo- uh, sorry, video games that uh, were turned into terrible, terrible movies. So if any of that kind of thing interests you, holla! Um, and as we say at the end of every episode, we, we love, love you, and, and there's, there's nothing, nothing you can, you do, can about do about it. it. Goodbye. Bye.